Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Wednesday. Yes, thanks for joining us here as we will uh, welcome you to this Wednesday afternoon. Lori and Julia, Mike Ganger, I'm in filling in for Grant here today. So uh, we'll hopefully do my best Grant impression that I can do. Well, Mike, it's a first. <laughs> it is a first. It's last time it, you guys were uh, on location. So it's right. the first time in studio. That's I'm looking right. forward to it. And you worked the morning. Yes, show. I did the morning as well. So kind of doing the bookends. bookends. Yeah, yes, right. exactly. <laughs> well, thanks for being with us today, Mike. Of course. Love oh it. Oh, my okay, gosh. So, so I, I just did my FOMOing along to Lizzo last night. Um, so did I. Didn't you? It was I kind got of a fun. lot of updates. Yeah, it was kind of fun. And um, Chris Riemann Schneider said there were so many fun photo ops that Lizzo had for people to take photos of. And he said there were near empty boys' rooms, which proves once and for all men are idiots. Mostly female crowd, but a lot of well, I sent you the picture of the huge blow-up fanny with the thong yes, on. Yes, And I feel like that's the the Lakeville, Minnesota company. Remember they made her the big balloon when yes. she was on the, the stage for some award yes, show? Yes, you're right. And she was all over town eating. Oh, yesterday? Yesterday and the day before. Oh, oh okay. yeah. She was just like, where else? She was at Bryant Lake Bowl. Oh, fun. She hit up all these restaurants and... Uh, she also, Chris Riemann said, she goes, I lived in Minneapolis for a very long time. Tonight is a very special night. This is a true homecoming for me. I have a lot of homies here in the audience. I mean, when you think of how she went from, okay, Triple Rock, First Avenue, then she moves away, you know, she comes, you know, and she's, that's a few years. And then she comes back, plays at the Armory, and then us basically a sold out show. Treasure Island, and then Excel, yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's sixteen thousand people. Huge. It's yeah. It looked. And she's looked like it was really. A blast. I can't think of anybody who doesn't love her, Mm-mm. except for you know Kanye. <laughs> Kanye's just you know Kanye whatever. Kanye is an he was idiot. just being a dink. Yeah, but I guess the Lotto, um, you know, really got the crowd fired up, and then Ross Rayla tweeted while they're waiting, while people were waiting for Lizzo to come on stage. Um, they played Prince's "Get Off." Which, of course, that famously has a prominent flute in that oh, song. Oh, fun. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. yeah. If you listen oh, to fun. it, you hear the flute. And, you know, this is the song my friend always thinks that, you know, Prince copied our dance moves on when we danced oh, for him right. at Paisley that's Park. You know, the two of us. Famously asked him to dance at a Paisley Park party. He said no. He preferred to watch. There you go. As the bodyguards and then you put saw... out their arms and made sure we gave mm-hmm. him, you know, 20 feet. So anyway, so people had fun. It sounded like it was a great concert. And we had a friend who was tempting both of us just to get on down here and buy a ticket. And I was all like, I don't know. I have the October sleepies. We get these every year. 
This Yet, is right in the middle of October. That you want to sleep during the day, but not at night. I noticed last night. It's, I was so off last night. There's something about, I don't know what it is. It's so dark in the morning. It feels like it's 8 o'clock at night right now. Yeah, yeah. With so, this, the, we, the weather and stuff. We have gone through this before, the October sleepies. It's the sleep. It's the month of sleep. I know it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I'm I'm glad everyone seemed to just have the best time. Yes. But I'm also glad I didn't go because I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, yeah. well, you know. I know it. I know it. I know um, it. Okay. So uh, we also have, uh, we're going to be having in our studio today, our director of our Project Down and Dirty film, um, Vanessa Powers, is going to be joining us. And you can still see all of the show's movies. You can buy a $10 streaming link. The sale ends tomorrow night at 11 because people last Friday didn't realize that that was the last day, so they put it up there. Right. Um, and um, so it's a ticket button on the MyTalk uh, page, and it's just called On Demand Ticket. So if you want to watch it, and really, they're all so good. And, of course, um, we were... Um, I have not watched it again. Have you? I have not watched it no. again. But um, I know from watching it the first time, it... It's so we, funny. It Ours fun. is absolutely hysterical. It was hysterical. fun. It was really, it was fun. It'll be good to catch up because she's got a big movie at Twin Cities Film Fest. Yeah. Also, shout out, we are having our first LoJ Book Club live at the Book Club restaurant Tuesday, October 25th. And space is limited and you must sign up for it in advance. Um, the email address is... I think there's a link on our show page from, from yesterday. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Check it out in email and just make sure because it's it's over half full. And it's um, going to be next Tuesday night. And our special no, guest... two weeks. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Here, keep thinking it's... Today is October 12th. Tomorrow is the 13th. 21st. Friday is the 14th. And I will be yes, gone. I know. I'm leaving will. on a jet plane. Going to Vegas, I know. Mike. Ooh, love it. My favorite I mean, there's so many people going to Vegas this weekend to see Lionel Richie. Hmm. Oh. Miranda, I mean, the, I don't know what is going on, but everybody, is it like MEA or something? I have no idea. I, I don't But a know. lot, a lot of, Ve- I've just run into people like, oh, I'm going to Vegas to see Lionel Richard. I'm going to Vegas to see Miranda Lambert. I'm going to Vegas to see Donny Osmond. And did, did you run into anyone who were doing that? No, I just said that. <laughs> I'm going I know, because she's going to Donny Osmond. I know. Mike, That's, are you a Vegas guy? I am. That is my favorite town. I love Vegas. Really? Yes, one hundred percent. Who have you seen? Like, do you uh, go out there to see concerts? Yeah, or? I've seen some Cirque, uh, Cirque shows. I haven't really done a lot of actual concerts, like musical uh, concerts, stuff like that, out there. But just mostly the, you know, the pomp. Oh, and my mom and I were shows. laughing about how for her, I think it was her seventieth mm-hmm. birthday, we went to see Cher. Ooh. Yes, Caesars. Yes, you did. And she brought a couple of her friends that lived there. And at that time, they were 70 and driving. You know, Marsha, her friend, I feel like she went with the driver. Marsha, the driver. Right, right, right. And it might have been, we might have been there for a Sun Country, you know, uh, trip for, because we did whatever, like seven. To, we took people to Vegas. A lot. A lot. Okay. And then we went and saw Cher. Yeah, we did. Oh, that was fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. And then you said Cher's selling her house in Malibu. I can't believe it. And it's uh, it's like really the first house on the left where the beach starts before you get right as you get into town. And she's got these like uh, Egyptian statues and these em- enormous um, palm trees. It's just absolutely gigantic. And I'm just wondering, you know, she's selling it to be closer to her mom. 
When do you think your mom would live with her at this point, Lori? Julia, Malibu is remote. Yeah, I know it is, but where would where else would the mom live? She probably lives in a nice house that Cher owns in Beverly Hills. All right, fine. You know where you're nice and close to all your medical appointments. Oh, medical appointments. Well, because Cher's true. mom's like 96. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. All right, listen, we gotta go. We gotta get to our story. We can't get enough of. We'll be right back. Hey everybody! Thanks for hanging out with us on this Wednesday. So the internet lost its mind yesterday over this. Today the internet is losing their mind over Alex Jones and uh, the millions and millions of dollars that he's on the hook for for lying about Sandy Hook. I mean, just millions of dollars. That jury was not kidding around. So yesterday, though, the fun thing that was breaking the internet was that Sam Smith was on Kelly Clarkson and she's hitting it out of the ballpark yeah, on this she's season great. Of, she's great. of her show. I'm I'm liking Jennifer Hudson. Sherry is too she's like guilty of what Drew Barrymore was her first season. Sweet and sappy. Too manic. Oh too manic. manic. Oh. Like me, like me, like me. It's just kind of overwhelming. I, I I so I haven't really been able to Get through all of her. I don't like her enough for that. Okay, okay. That's how I feel about her. I'm sorry, but I just don't. But Jennifer Hudson I like, but I'm I'm too lazy to watch. Yeah, Kelly Clarkson is, Kelly is just way steady. more interesting. She's steady. And so Sam Smith is making the rounds because he is promoting his song with Kim Petras, Unholy, which is a very different, different sound um, for him. We played the song. It, it's good, but it's a different sound for sam smith so he um duetted with kelly on her kelly Oki segment yes and they duetted to her song and we posted the duetted. performance duetted mm-hmm. um on breakaway uh to her song on her show for the kelly Oki. so if we can hear that i didn't know we needed that collaboration and and sam was so sweet to kelly because he um or they excuse me singing with you this is what sam posted singing with you kelly clarkson was something i will never get over when i was a troubled and confused teenager i would sit in my room listening to your album and dream of what life could be your voice and your songs healed me in so many ways so to sing breakaway with you was very very emotional for me he's I saw him the other night with Iman Sam and um, Aman. Aman, 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 Aman. Well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, Mike, is it Mike or Michael? It's Mike. Okay. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> it but, looks like Iman, but it is pronounced Aman. Aman. <laughs> whatever. I watched. They were so delightful together, yeah. and um, he was just—he's so darling. You need to go back he's and watch so the interview with Sam and Kelly if you want, because the chemistry that they had for each other and sam's complete like you have no idea kelly how much your music healed me it was just really really sweet it just was a kind of chills and i thought it was a good thing for us to put on our show page today he also told kelly a very funny story so apparently if you're friends with ed sheeran um you get things in the mail you get things in the mail, mm-hmm. and now the new thing is you will get an unsolicited penis statue. Yes, it's the new unsolicited D pick. Um, so, um, in a so, statue. <laughs> that's right. So Sam told her, 
He said, listen, oh my God, this is so wild. I thought it was a joke, but Ed Sheeran sent me a six foot two marble penis. Mm-hmm. And it's two tons, and I'm going to have to get it craned into my house. And I'm just envisioning Tommy Lee, you can borrow my D crane <laughs> yeah, from somewhere. But then Kelly was like, well, you should name this statue. And he said, I want to turn it into a fountain. It seems like it would be easy to do, right? <laughs> Oh, he is. And they came up with, um, they're going to call the Ed Sheeran concrete six-foot-tall, two-ton marble penis statue the Duke of Hastings. Oh, I love that. Kelly and oh, Sam came up with I that. I love that. Now, this is the kind of couch that you're not seeing on the other daytime talk shows. Yeah, I love that. You know, the Kelly Oki and then having this story. And I'm like, oh, that Ed Sheeran is really somebody to be friends with. You never know what you're going to get. He says he needs it craned into the house. So where is it right now? Is it just sitting it's in his front yard right. or in the driveway? Because Yeah, <laughs> I guess Elton John got the first concrete penis gotcha. um, from Ed Sheeran. And and uh, and then also um, um, the idea was, well, Elton John wanted to put it in his garden at his London home. But Elton's mm-hmm. husband squashed that. And um, a British comedian, this guy named James Barr, he caught wind of the deliveries. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> and uh, and he asked Ed if he could be next on the D list. Ed kept his weird word and sent along a sparkly schwanz that James Dud dubbed Head Sheeran. That's funny. I know it. So, that but it's funny. the largest it seems to be. And is John Ham moonlighting? Is this correct size and scale? I don't know. It's genital generosity from old Ed Sheeran. I guess I, it's a very funny. <laughs> it, it's a rich man trick to play because you have to have it shipped. Right. It's probably not cheap. Yeah, he's going to have so many email requests for statues now that Sam shared this story with Kelly Clarkson. And Kelly just couldn't have been more delighted. She just wanted to keep talking about it. They barely got to the unholy stuff. <laughs> oh, gosh. It was just, it was good conversation. And, and when John, Elton John wanted, to, he said to his, you know, his husband, David, that he wanted to put it in the garden. David said, no, we have children. And so they had to hide it. He's like, we can't have a giant penis statue in our yard. We've got kids. But yet, if you did, it wouldn't be any big deal. It was like my mom and dad having pepper. And look at you. Yeah. And look at you. And look at me. My mom and dad had a bare-breasted lady naked from the waist up with flowing hair and her arms over her head, over Mm. their bed for all of my, you know, well, the whole time they were married. So basically, well, from the Philippines on. Anyway, I thought everybody's parents had that. (laughs) And they don't. Then when we found out they didn't, Mike, you can charge Uh, All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast podcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Money hmm. until your, your dad friends. gets wind of it. And lets you know that you're in trouble, not for showing off the naked lady, but for letting people in the privacy of the bedroom. Of the bedroom. On the second floor, on whatever second it was. Floor. We yes. can have our friends on the second floor. Yeah. Can't have anyone up there. Nutty, nutty. Mm-hmm. Well, he just, but Sam Smith seemed so happy. And I did listen to a few songs because they played a couple the other night. He is just. Sam, call him Sam. What I call him, you Sam. Keep calling him he. And I said, Sam, Sam goes by they pronouns. I'm just saying. I'll, that that you know, like we gotta try. What's our next topic? When people, then that's why I up. say the name. You know, I said Sam. Yeah, but you've been referring to him as he, and and he Sam doesn't go by he. Okay, he goes by they or them. I know it can be confusing, but I try when people are really. Oh, well, of course, I didn't mean to. Yeah. Be dismissive. Yeah, that's why I kept calling Sam. 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 <laughs> it's better just to use the name. You know, because some people go back on that, you know, but I mean, usually when people listen, I have a a friend whose, um, you know, daughter identifies as binary and wants her parents to use, you know, they, them. And and it's very, you know, just just told her, kid, we're going to try, but this is going to be hard. And we might just say your name a lot. Sure. And, And then and then she then then they said, when you use your kid's name, it's usually when you're in trouble. Mad. Yeah, right. It, absolutely. When I feel like that was just a TV show on something, uh, an episode. Maybe it was Abbott Elementary or something. You ever notice when your parents say your name, it's because you're getting a talking to? Always. Yeah. Always if they use the middle you, name, too. Oh, then for if sure. The middle when the middle name out, gets out, yeah. And the full first name. Julie, you out. asked if it was Mike or Michael. The only time I hear Michael usually has James when, after it, and that's when I'm in big trouble. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Mike. Yeah. Mike. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sam. Yeah, it is funny how your parents will use yeah. your whole name, your middle name, <laughs> mm-hmm. and if you're really in trouble, they'll even throw on the last name to make sure you can't try and get out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh All right, listen, we will be back. We're very delighted. We're welcoming back into the studio our director that made us you know, stars in the um, unbelievable joy of being massively delusional, the Lori and Julia story. And we're going to talk about her movie that's coming up at the Twin Cities Film Festival. All right. Well, we are delighted. We haven't uh, uh, seen this lady since we all hurriedly said goodbye because she had like so much editing to do. Vanessa Powers is with us and she was our director for our project down in Dirty Film. And you also have a film company, Oxford Comma Films, and you're a real movie maker. Yes, you are. And we know that now because we saw what you did with our movie. And thank you. It was just an absolute joy to watch. Oh, I'm so glad. I thought it turned out really great. You guys are rock stars in real life. See? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was super fun, Vanessa. It was super fun and getting to know you and watching you work. And I remember at one point, Bill from Twin Cities Film Fest said, oh, you're shooting it that way? That's really hard. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but you were doing some duo thing, and I'm like, wow, she's really talented. Well, <laughs> you must have had a lot. I mean, did we film like eight, seven or eight hours? 
Oh, not that not we that had, many. Um, maybe about five. Five. Okay. Yeah, we were pretty. Um, we were pretty thrifty with our shooting, but um, you know, it's sort of you dig through everything and see what's there. And we had a lot of good stuff that we that didn't even you know make the final cut. So we definitely could have had like a twenty minute movie. I bet. Yeah, we could have. Yeah. So well, yeah. who knows? Save all that film. You never know. We'll give permission. But we we did talk with uh, Jatine or Jaten. Uh, from the Twin <laughs> Cities Film Festival. Julia called I, him Jatine. I have called him Jatine. It's, well, it just feels like it should be pronounced differently, though. I was saying Jatine for a while, and it's Jaden, and I was like... It's spelled J-A-T. I am. I am. so French. That's what feels like, Yeah, it feels like French. Yeah. And he is delightful and so proud and so excited about this year's Twin yeah. Cities Film Fest. So you have a film in it. I do. You just got another screening because it sold out, and this is an original film. Yeah, yeah it's called Sins of the Father. It was written by my good friend Tristan Corrigan um, and it's about a young boy and his mother they've they've left like a family home in kind of a bad situation and now the the father and the family has died and they have to go back and sell like prepare his house to sell and it's a horror movie it's a yes it's a it's horror a scary movie. one yes. it's a horror movie we posted the trailer so where awesome. I should today I'm like this movie looks so good <laughs> because you. the trailer it's very tense I mean it is yes whoa yeah, tension. We kind of, um, you know, there's a couple different styles of horror, but t- tension where it's just kind of this uncomfortable atmosphere. Mm-hmm. That was really kind of the style that we went for. I mean, I think there's a couple fun jumpy scares, but those are kind of the ones that are fun to watch the first time, and then they're not as fun if you watch it again. You know what's coming. So I think the the tension is kind of the the style of horror that we were interested in. Well, so how long? So how long did it take you to do this movie? I mean, it's an hour long. Uh, it's an hour, hour and, and forty two oh, minutes. For yeah, it's a real, real movie. That's length. full length. Yeah, yeah. Okay. movie. Um, so it took seven weeks to shoot. Um, which is I think our longest shooting schedule. Did ever you film is. here? Uh, we shot at Tristan's family farm in Hutchinson, Minnesota. Okay. It's about Perfect. fifty miles west of the Twin Cities. Um, and yeah, it was seven weeks. People were like sleeping in tents, sleeping on floors. Um, you know, people would like come stay there for like three to five days in a week, depending on how many we were shooting. Um, so it was like a little, little horror movie commune. <laughs> and this bit. is your first, your first true feature, right? Cause you have no, shorts. I've done, I've done three. three. Oh, those other ones were all yours. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. But wow. it's, it was Tristan's, it was our first feature, like, with us collaborating. Okay. So Tristan and I made movies together in high school. Oh, And right. um, then he went into the Navy, and I went into being a starving artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then uh, he got a, a medical discharge from the Navy in 2019, and we got to come back together and take his, like, really extensive technical resources and his, like, passion and knowledge of filmmaking with like the artistic community and the creative skills that I had developed. And so we started collaborating in like 2019 and uh, just everything we've worked on everything together since then. And all of a sudden it was like, Hey, let's make that horror movie that we always talked about. Cause when we were younger, we were like, we're going to shoot a horror movie on the oh, farm. Right, you yeah, know? Right. And we never got to. Yeah. And so um, we were like, let's finally do that. And then Tristan started the script uh, like right before 2020. And so then we had all of 2020 to do nothing but like edit the script. So once it was 2021, we had, you know, really tightened up and, and worked on the script. And it was all of a sudden like, yeah, this thing's like ready to shoot. So, yeah, it was a really kind of kind of like a, hey, let's do this. And all of a sudden it was kind of happening, you know. So, and Jaden told us that, that your movie um, 
Sins of the Father was the first movie to sell out for the Twin Cities Film Festival. So it was so crazy because tickets went on sale October 1st and and they released the link at like 9 or 10 in the morning. There's name movies that people know from Venice and Toronto that are also at this And it was like four hours and people were emailing me like, "Uh, your movie's sold out. I can't get tickets. And it was like, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So ours was first. Yes. Yours was the first sold out movie over Banshee. I mean, like I said, movies that have opened Toronto. Take that, Colin Farrell. To get get tickets, it's Twin Cities um, Filmfest.org. And you have a second screening. Yeah, we got a second screening uh, Thursday, October 27th at 4.45 p.m. So, you know, a little tight to the end of the workday, but like it's spooky yeah. season. Take 12, an hour I out, know you it. Know. $12, that's, you know, yeah. that's, your movie looks so good. I'm Thank so you. excited. It, no, it really does. Do you, is the hope then after you show, like for somebody like Warner Brothers Studio, for someone to pick it up and distribute it? Is that the idea? Yeah, we're actually already talking with a few distributors. Okay. Um, there's, a, there's a company called Blood and Honey out in uh, LA that we have been talking with. There's a local distributor, Mill Creek Entertainment. We haven't yes. talked with them yet, but we want to talk yeah. with them. So there, you know, there's so many options for that. And indie horror is so popular. You know, everybody's really, really interested in that. So, um, yeah, we've already kind of got a couple meetings set up with a couple companies and hopefully, you know, one of those pans I mean, out. And... Look at what Smile did. Um, that yeah. opened mm-hmm. against Amsterdam and Bros. Yeah. Two huge movies with big studio budgets. Wiped the floor because there is... I don't know why as a genre, but the, 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 a scary movie is just very appealing. Plus you get the younger audience. Yeah. And it's timeless as far as, you know, we like to see the story told in a little bit different way. Definitely. Definitely. Well, and I think that that is one thing our film has going for us is, um, I, you know, I'm the director. I'm a woman. A lot of my creative team are women. And so mm-hmm. you really get on our film a perspective of, of horror that really comes from this very i think like artistic feminine perspective and so even even if it's a you know i think that's the thing about horror is perspective affects the product so much Mm -hmm. so even if it's a story you've maybe seen before it's like we don't get many from female point of view right and like how scary is it to be a woman sometimes right yeah Yeah. it looks so good vanessa are you you are you like Super, so excited about all this. Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been, the post-production process was such a whirlwind because it was, you know, we were, one year ago, we were still filming it, right? We finished it October 17th of last year was our last, or I think the 18th was our last shooting day. And then um, I was the film's editor. And so we picture locked by March, which was so fast. And then we've had a really great team, you know. Um, Is picture locked like where you're going through and looking at this? I you know I'm envisioning. I have no idea. I'm just nodding. Picture lock yeah. just means um, that the the visual of the film isn't going to change anymore. Okay, okay. So because then after to, that you got to do music, you have to sound, do color, you have okay. to do sound design, which for a horror movie are so Key. much. But it's yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah. We got a great composer, and um, there's a guy Mike Hallenbach, Cool Cat Audio, designed our our sound, and you know he's one of those guys. Like for me in sound, I'm my notes are always like, um, if this could sound like a friend 
fragment of a dream that someone had one time. Like, I'm so artsy. And he's like, oh, you mean like this? And it's perfect. So this was so fun because, you know, there's so much extra horror elements you can Mm -hmm. add into the sound design. And Mike really knocks it out of the park. So I'm also excited to, like, hear it in a theater because it's going to sound so good versus, like, my little computer. Oh, I'm so excited for you, Vanessa. The, The movie is Sins of the Father. Tickets are available for the second screening but the first one already sold out. It is, yes. And um, go to TwinCitiesFilmFest.org um, to get the tickets. And that's not a bad time, 445 no, on a Thursday. I wish I, I could go. Great. I do, too. We yeah. have to work. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is going to be, this is exciting. Thank you. And it's going to be scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's it looks spooky. so good. And we put a link on our show page if people want yeah, to watch the trailer. Yeah, to look at Thank the trailer. You. Yeah, and check the hope, trailer out. We hope that you get a great, you know, you sell it for a lot of money and then we get to see it, you know, in the theater. You know, oh, hopefully, here, well, hopefully, you know, theater or streaming, right? It's fine, whatever you take, whatever, get that hopefully, money. hopefully, you know, we'll be back out in a year and be like, here's where you can see it. So, yeah, but we yeah. could see, like, Julian, I felt, like, really, like, sad, even just after, you know, three days of saying goodbye to everybody. And Joy, yeah. I, can, I can see how these romances happen on the set, Vanessa. I can just see how it all... <laughs> no, really, it's it's kind of an intense... Yeah, we call it like summer camp. Yeah, right? it is. Right. You get to be so close to everybody and you're working towards a, the same goal and you eat together and you right. sleep in the same house, not right. together. Um, and and then all of a sudden it's, it's like over. you're done. Yeah, and we had our, our youngest cast member of our like core cast was 16. Her name's Anissa Eisenberg. And like, you know, I was such a mess when I was 16. You know, I don't know how you guys were when you were 16, but like thinking about, she was just like this little powerhouse, you know, whole person on this set. You know, it wasn't even like, like you know, you you sort of become a version of yourself, you know, that's different. And it was really fun to see somebody kind of at such a formative stage. And she kind of like grew up on yeah. set with us, um, with all these like great, strong women. And, um, you know, it's, it's just fun to see. It's like these people leave, you know, handprints on, on your personality, you know, parts of them stick so with you. We left handprints on, oh, on you. Okay. Vanessa. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> now we want you to bring it home. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. You couldn't even come to the premiere that night because you were working on other stuff. Uh, yeah. I'm, I, you know, I'm really prolific. I, you know, what was that? There was that horrible movie, never stop, never stopping. But that's like my joke saying for myself is never stop, never stopping. Cause well, cause it is, you know, there is, a sense to which it's harder being a woman doing this than than a guy doing this. It's still one of those industries that's really dominated by yeah. by that proverbial boys club. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like every set I'm on is you reprove yourself, you know. Yeah. And, and sometimes that means you just uh, a little bit of a workaholic. Sometimes yeah, you're working you know? even harder. So tell me, what would be your top three scary movies? You know that you were influenced by. The, influenced by for this is a little different than like in a vacuum. Okay. Um, influenced by for this, uh, Saint Maud, mm-hmm. um, The Lodge. Oh, oh, yeah. And uh, 
I'm, I would say Texas Chainsaw Massacre, not as like a favorite, you know, but it's such a classic that it's a really and the great. Farm. Yeah, the, the farm. it was like the farm, and the, yes. there's like taxidermied animals yes. and ours and some things like yes. that. And so, you know, you kind of, uh, and then it, like the script itself, we sent to a couple competitions where they send you feedback, which was really helpful. Um, and we were compared to like Ari Aster, a little more like Hereditary mm-hmm. and uh, Midsummer. Um, oh, good. Yeah. This is, yeah. This is so great. So Vanessa. it was really, that was kind of the, what you were maybe going the for? set yeah. of, okay. well, it's a, it's a, dr- it's a drama horror, right? Yes. It's like Midsummer and Hereditary mm-hmm. in that way. Yes. So the realistic horror is always the most scary. Yeah. When it's for coming sure. from a place of Sins reality. Sins of the Father. Get your tickets now. Vanessa, yes. thank you. Um, this is it was so delightful working with you. Thank you so much for making our film and being part yeah, of thank our you. Project Journey Down and Dirty Film Fest. We raised so much money for charity. Oh, I'm so glad. People can yeah. still get that link as well. Mm-hmm. But to get signed up for TwinCitiesFilmFest.org, um, Sins of the Father. Yes. Thank, thank you, you so thank much. Thank you, Vanessa, Thanks, so much. We All hope right. everything goes great. Yes. Listen, we'll be right I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Right back. Um, the dragon has stumbled, Julia. The dragon has stumbled. Thanks, Mike. And of course... Sign up to see Vanessa's movie, Sins of the Father. Mm-hmm. It looks really oh my good. gosh. I watched so, that trailer and I guarantee you'll be like, I need to see this movie. I'm so excited for her. So yeah. that was such a great thing. So She anywho, did tell us she left a lot on the cutting room floor, though. Of our movie. Yeah, very, very good. It's going to be the hardest thing. Um, okay, before we move on to the dragon stumbles, um, Christopher Maloney, my law and order zaddy. Yes. He's not just my zaddy, he's many people, but he covers People Magazine this week. Finally... We just have, you know, something good, somebody good on the cover. And we posted that, and he just... You like him. I love him. I I love... I think a lot of people do. I love Christopher Maloney. He's back on Law & Order, Organized Crime. Anyway, he's talking, um, you know, about being a sex symbol at 61 and being a zaddy. I love it. Being a zaddy clause. What's a zaddy clause? You know, hot Santa. When is he a hot Santa? I don't know if if he wanted oh, to be, he could wear a beard and he'd be a hot zaddy oh claws. Okay, so back to the horror movie thing, Lori. Yeah, you know, because you were asking Vanessa what influenced her. So they did, um, according to the experts. What do you think was your scariest movie well, of all time? Well, the scariest movie of all time is The Exorcist. There's just no doubt Mike, about it. Mike, have you ever seen it? I'm terrified, terrified of horror of movies. It, I'm yeah. really, really, yeah, I struggle with them. So that yeah. I never I, have I've seen, seen it. That one. It is now. Granted, my uncle took me for my 14th. Birthday. You're like Casey. The two of you went way too early. But my uncle also says it is the scariest movie he ever saw because he went with me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, 30. Wow. And so it's just most definitely the scariest movie, I think, is The Exorcist. And then I'm going to say, say like The Omen. It, that's the one that scared me, but that mm-hmm. didn't make the top five. It was The Exorcist is number one, Halloween. 
The original? The, the first one, yes. Yep. Yes, yes, I agree with that. Paranormal Activity in 2007. Yeah. The Shining in 1980. Mm-hmm. And It Follows. Oh. 2014. Yeah, I'd agree with all that. Yeah, so you don't even see those. Mike. Either do I. I don't yeah. like them. <laughs> yeah. No, but like yeah, them. you want to see Vanessa since I do father. because good. I want to but support it's her. Be but scary. it looks, I know, but I, yeah, I know. Anyway, I oh, love scary movies. I, know I absolutely you do. love them. I love them. Love going to the theater. Love bringing a scarf. I love screaming out loud. I love <laughs> wrapping my head in my scarf and peering at the movie through my thing. I don't know why. Just oh, a lot of people do. Yeah, but a the Exorcist was too scary, and I think that was scary because it involved the devil and being possessed. And I worried that I would be possessed because I was like fourteen, the same like age as the girl in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, what if some bad devil gets in my thought or something? I was going to confirmation classes. I was Lutheran. They made you go to confirmation for two years of mm-hmm. Wednesday nights. Good lord, I was immersed. In the Bible. So yes, I was were. worried about that, Julia. Yes, okay. you were. So Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon lost 150,000 viewers just on, you know, watching it off of HBO from the I, week before. I haven't watched this week's and I don't feel the rush. I don't. Yeah. I want to watch Lord of the Rings. Power of the Rings. I, Power of the Rings. I want to watch That's that. So good. I want to watch that. But I'm, I am not in a rush to get back to it, Lori. I think it. Well, the the prior episode, the, the set, are you watching? Do you watch this? Yes, okay. religiously. Yes. Okay. So the seventh episode yep. was very dark. Yeah, and it was hard to see. The thing I, the, my only thing I will say about House of Dragon that I have found to be completely flabbergasting is their odd time jumps: five years, then ten years, then it's ten years, lot. and only certain people age, and other people don't. To, to move the story along, that one just seems like they should have thought that out better. But I actually thought that this past week's episode, episode eight, was the best episode so far. Do you agree, Mike? I absolutely do agree. And don't forget, the next episode is the penultimate episode. Oh, and in, in the history of Game of Thrones, it's, we're talking Battle of the Bastards, Red Wedding, Red Wedding. Uh, the Blackwater. Those were all penultimate episodes. So right. traditionally, those second to last episodes are huge in and this series. And something happens at the end, yes. which is sets up all the bloodshed that's going to follow. Okay, I haven't. I have. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm just not in it a rush. It was but... the best one, and even Casey, sure. who has like been going, God, this story moves at a glacial yes. pace, and he, uh, you know, we both like it when there's more action. And um, but this eighth episode delivered. It delivered hard. The tension in a scene where the king is walking was. Oh, I'm man. like, how can this be so tension filled? But it finally was an episode where. It all came together, and we could see everything. But I did have to Google it and find out what the... It was another 10 years. All right. So in but eight episodes, we've out. moved 25 years. But, but pe- it's, it sounds like now, though, I think this now is setting this up is where we're going to be yes. at for the next. And if you saw the interview with J.R.R. Martin, this might be... He's saying that if it's going to be told the correct way, it needs to be 40 total episodes. We're talking yeah. four seasons yeah. of 10 episodes apiece. So, oh, so, which is good. Yeah, this installment, I think, just was not on everyone's first to watch list on Sunday. I think it'll have higher on demand and HBO Max viewing because there was a lot going on on Sunday night. I watch it on HBO Max. Yeah, okay, we watch it on... It's the same thing. No, but I mean, we're we're kind of watching it that night. Like maybe, I have too, except for this past one. Yeah. I have, but this... Because we get the access to it at the same yeah. time. 
Yeah. Um, us people who pay the fifteen ninety five a month extra. That's the HBO Max amount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you get HBO Max if you just have HBO. Right? But I don't. You don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some, what do you have, Max? I got, uh, I've got the Max, yep. Mm-hmm. But you don't have the HBO. I don't have HBO, don't have HBO. No. Yeah, nope. okay. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. they. I don't know why they did that. It seems so weird. Because that is a streaming service that doesn't make sense. The it HBO d- Max. It does, so Lori. It does? Yes, it does. Because if you have HBO, then you get HBO Max. But so, so many like, people don't have cable to get it. the HBO. That's always the thing. It's like I having Netflix. Get, yeah, got it's it. It's called got HBO Max. I mean, they there's so many people that don't have cable. Got it, got so it. So you can't stream it. Well, the big Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion part one is ooh, tonight. Ooh. But uh, just to make sure that they're in the conversation last week, uh, and the finale, when Lisa Rinna declared to the girls that she had to tell them about how awful Kathy was without saying what she said, because if she didn't, she'd get cancer and die. And drama. Fi- drama. And the American Institute of Cancer Research said that Lisa Rinna using the specter of cancer as emotional blackmail to justify airing her grievance is wrong. Now, you know you're in trouble, even though it's a week later. When the American cancer. Uh, Lisa Wren has gone off the. Yeah. She just went off the deep end. Yeah, but time. I mean, she's getting slept <laughs> publicly by the American Institute for Cancer Research because it finally got around. Because that was a very offensive thing to say. It's of like course. to say, like, oh, if you get cancer because you've you've been holding in lies. I mean, she's just so. She's something next. Our, Days of our lives. Days of our lives is not far away from Lisa Renna. Oh, and they're in the news today. Right. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today.